We're for sharing innovative treatments and preventing disease before it ever develops. Learn how our team is working to better care for you on this edition of UVA Health System Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Children with developmental disorders, traumatic brain injury, or throat deformities may have difficulties communicating or problems swallowing and eating. My guest is Polly Bickley. She's a speech-language pathologist and director of the Encouragement Feeding Program at UVA Children's Hospital. Welcome to the show, Polly. So what are some of the most common communication and eating disorders? What are the conditions that would cause children to have these issues? Well, in this day and age, we've had such advances in medical um, technology that we're having children survive as early as 24 weeks. So one of the biggest things we see is premature birth, children born at 24 to 26 to 28 weeks. And we know that those children's systems are still immature. So the lungs, the heart, the GI system aren't really ready to be working um, perfectly coordinated together. And so a lot of times we'll see children who born that early are not able to eat safely, efficiently, effectively, who are not able to breathe very well. And so they're very complicated kiddos who stay in the hospital for quite a while. And that environment, uh, as good as we try to make it, isn't really the best place for children to start learning and developing uh, their eating skills and their communication skills. We're also um, pretty darn amazing at um, being able to fix some cardiac anomalies that we were not able to fix even five or ten years ago. So we see a lot of children with very complex heart deformities that are now um, repairable being fixed. And so they're also in the hospital for a very long time, very, very medically fragile. And they're not able to do the things that most babies do right away, which is eat and start to babble and start to learn language from listening to their parents talk to them. So those things kind of put them behind the eight ball. We're also seeing a much greater incidence of autism uh, where children don't really understand communication, the point of communication, that if I point to something, you'll give it to me, or if I say a word, that's identifying what I'm wanting. Um, So those are all things that are um, keeping us busy in the, the world of speech pathology. So then what about the the eating disorders that go along with these conditions that you're talking about? What kind of treatments are available and what are some of the signs and symptoms that parents should be looking out for? Red flags, Polly. Right. Well, eating should be effortless at, at, at birth. For the first several months, it's, it's a reflexive behavior that children do. Um, and if that is not um, going smoothly, if your child is not taking a bottle or breastfeeding in an easy manner, it's effortful if it takes a long time, if they're choking or coughing or changing colors, or if they're not growing well, that is definitely a red flag that <clears throat> we need to help them. We need to look at them and figure out what is not working, why is this child not enjoying this activity, why it's not happening smoothly. Um, The other thing is we want to look at children as they advance through um, going from bottle to breast or breast to baby food and then to table food. That usually happens between 4 to 5 to 6 to 9 to 12 months, and that should really be smooth and effortless, and children should enjoy eating, and they should give you good cues that they're enjoying eating. And some of our children don't enjoy eating because perhaps it hurts when they swallow They might have reflux. They might have something else that um, interferes with them eating in a safe and efficient manner. So we're going to want to get some help for those things pretty quickly. We don't, we don't want to, um, we kind of have a saying in the the speech pathology world at at UVA that we want quality over quantity. So we know that parents really want to see their child eat a good quantity of food, but we want children to eat 
happily and efficiently and effectively, um, even if it's smaller amounts. So those are things that we would like to look at. So if if you're worried that your child is not eating the volume that they should in the manner and they should because they're not enjoying it, definitely touching base with your pediatrician, who then could make a referral to one of us, would be helpful. How are these conditions diagnosed, Polly? Do you do some tests to see what's going on in there? Mm-hmm. So it kind of depends on what we're seeing from a clinical standpoint. So the speech pathologist is going to want to watch the child eat, whether it be an infant taking a bottle or an older child eating some sort of pureed or table foods. And we're looking for signs that they're having difficulty swallowing, where maybe the food is actually going into their lungs instead of their stomach. And that's called aspiration. And we, we see signs of wet, gurgly vocal quality. We see them their eyes tear up. They do some coughing. Or they've had respiratory illnesses in the past that are not explained by other lung issues. And so we're going to want to look at that first. And then we may recommend a video fluoroscopic swallow study where we actually have a child take food with barium in it and we can take a picture. The radiologist takes a picture of the child swallowing so we can see if there's any physical reason for them not to be swallowing safely. Um, A lot of times, however, it's more than just a physical issue. It becomes more of a, this doesn't feel good. When I eat, it hurts later. Therefore, I don't want to eat. And so we do have some behavioral uh, avoidance of eating. Um, we're seeing children now that are extremely picky eaters. So not just, I don't know how to eat because I was so medically fragile, I didn't get to practice eating, but I can eat fine, but I only want to eat blue foods when the moon is full if my mom's singing happy birthday because I'm very picky and rigid about what I'll eat because I'm a little overwhelmed by this activity. It's not as easy as I'd like it to be. So with those kiddos, we're looking at what the diet is, what textures, what flavors, what types of foods they like to eat efficiently, and which ones they have a trouble with and reject. Then what treatment options are available? What interventions do you use to get those children to be able to eat and to enjoy it? More importantly, as you say, because then the behavioral issues start coming in because they're remembering these things. So what treatment options are available? Right, right. Well, from from the very get-go, my coworkers that are working over in the NICU, again, have that mantra of good quality over quantity. And so they're looking at babies very young and saying, how can I make this baby eat efficiently and effectively in a manner that's um, comfortable to them? So they're going to be looking at what type of nipple to use, how to position the baby, how not to overwhelm the baby, um, and what type of viscosity of the formula. Should we be thickening it? Should we just use a very slow flow nipple so that the child can coordinate that suck, swallow, breathe um, pattern so that they feel comfortable eating? Um, When they get a little bit older, um, I, my coworkers and I who work in the outpatient setting are looking at what is it about this food that is hard for you? Is it too sharp? Are the crumbs too sharp because your mouth is a lot more hypersensitive than my mouth would be? Or is the weight of this pureed food, does that end up making you gag? And, and why is that? And then how can we gently, consistently, in a playful manner, teach you that this isn't going to hurt you? We're going we're gonna to practice it so many times in a fun, playful manner that it's not going to hurt you anymore. Um, And, again, that's hard because a lot of times we have to get the calories in to get the child to grow and thrive, but we have to do it in a manner that's not painful so that they don't start to avoid more things. Many times this particular picky, rigid eating or what we call selective eating disorder goes along with a bigger picture. 
goes along with significant rigidity, um, sometimes goes, goes along with a diagnosis of autism, goes along with a diagnosis of anxiety, hypervigilance about the world. And so we really need to back up and look at those things because it's, the mouth is a symptom. The eating is necessarily a symptom of the bigger picture. So it really takes a whole team. We're referring back to their physicians. We're referring to the GI doctors. We're referring to some psychologists. We're referring to developmental pediatricians, occupational therapists, so that we can look at the whole kit and caboodle to figure out what's broken and fix the whole child, not just the symptom of eating. Well, it's a real multidisciplinary approach, Polly. So why should families come to UVA for treatment of these conditions? Well, I think there's numerous reasons. I think the first reason being that the clinicians that are currently at UVA have probably pretty much an average of um, at least 15 to 20 years' experience among all of us. So there's many of us that have been here for an extremely long time. Therefore, we've been around the block, and we've seen this quite a bit. Um, The other issue is that UVA is really committed to um, research um, and continuing ed. So I feel like we really have some cutting-edge opportunities um, in working in the NICU and seeing the the children and the, the, the surgeries that they're doing and some of the research that's coming out of there. And then I think that the other big thing is that we really do work well together as a team. And so I am, when I am puzzled about a child, I have so many resources to go to very close at hand that we can problem solve together. That is great information. Thank you so much for all you do, Polly. You're listening to UVA Health Systems Radio. And for more information, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day.